It's Thursday, May 19, 2022, and this is episode 7 of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I'm RT Link. Today, I'm doing something I've never done before. Writing and taping the interview before I taped the actual interview. Why? I came across another fantastic Kickstarter less than two weeks ago. I just had to get Raw Garcia onto the podcast because it deserves more attention. The campaign is Retribution, which explores the dark aspects of love, commitment, and a disturbed mind. It asked to what length someone would go to recapture a lost love. Retribution is a graphically brutal, but the psychological and story reminiscent of Vaughn, Frost, and the Crow. Now, I'm not going to go on with this intro very long. I'm going to make this thing edited and out quickly. But please review and rate the podcast. Suggest it to other fans. Spread the word. Look at the show notes and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. It's not for me, it's for those others out there. The more listeners you tune in, the more you might explore and comment and help fund the Kickstarter campaign. And I want to hear from you the good and not so good things about the podcast. What you like, what you don't like, suggest them what to cover. Free to message me on Instagram, Twitter, or email me at fantasticcomicman, all one word, gmail.com. Now, on to the podcast. Read and, and be into, but uh, Walt's my guy. I mean, that, that's my go. <laughs> I recently, <laughs> I did, I recently reread the Thor run that he did. I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. And then yeah, I read his um, Fantastic Four run also that he did. And that was also great. Um, so you have a very eclectic background, so I'm going to read part of these things. You've done TV news, sports writing, you've done stuff with the NFL draft. You have been a crime reporter, uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. How did you go from all that into a comic book? So first of all, I, I'm one of those people, like I say, I know I know a little about a lot of things. I just, I'm always intrigued by all these different areas. And when I really got into um, working in TV news and, and covering crime specifically, it, it drew a lot out of me because of just personal traumas that I, I went through, you know, abuse of father, things like that growing up as a kid, and then being able to now see it as somewhat of an adult, I mean, you know, 20s and 30s and go out there and cover these stories and just see, you know, just the type of traumatic pain that people go through in life and, and, and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I've, I've covered, you know, the, the, the horrors of like meth abuse out in the state of Arizona uh, to, you know, uh, cartels, to, you know, drug running, to, uh, you know, uh, bringing illegal immigrants over and just something as simple as murder suicides and, and being around that so much and seeing how people respond to trauma and so on. It, it, it was a book that I started writing about 10 years ago that I wanted just to talk about all these experiences, personal, what I see through friends, suicides, things like that. And then I had a, about a 20 year gap where I kind of didn't collect comics for a while, started that back up about 11 years ago, and then just started thinking in my mind, it would be kind of cool to turn this into a visual medium, because that's what I've always loved about comics. Don't get me wrong, I'm a writer, I'm not trying to uh, dilute <laughs> what we do right. with comics, but it's such a visual medium, and, and I'm so drawn to that that it, it made me kind of, you know, tie in 
this story into all of these events that I've experienced or seen or have known of throughout my life. And when I tell people about the book itself, I try to compare it to like the movie, the Jacob's Ladder. Uh, and then you, you think about like the crow, right. and you think about these situations where someone's thrust into this new role and how would they handle it? You know, how do they truly handle it? Especially somebody who, who, who may have suffered, you know, who's basically gone through a lot of trauma in their previous life. So it's just all the experiences of what I've seen. And you know, I always tell people there, there's stuff in my head that I'll never get out for the rest of my life that I wish I'd never seen, but it was just part of the job. And, and, and they, they, it leaves scars on you. I've been looking at the page of the art and the art is so unique because you combine black and white with red very effectively. Um, tell me about the artists involved. So the artist, I've got two artists. Uh, first one, and this is the first issue here, and, and I will say it's got a mature label on it because there's no nudity, but the language and just the uh, uh, just how graphic some of the violence is in there, uh, we decided to put a mature label on it. But um, Julie Gulazi, who works out of Italy, and she works for um, Charter Publishing, who does Captain Canuck and so on. Does she, talk, does she, speak, in, does she speak English? Yes, yes, she speaks okay. English. Yeah. Yeah, she does speak English, but uh, the funniest part, we, we have, I've known her for two plus years now, and we've never had a phone conversation. Really? Everything we do is text message, messaging each other and so on. Um, what's so sad is for the Kickstarter, she recorded this little segment, but the audio was really bad, so we couldn't use it, but I finally got to hear her voice, but... Um, you know, I went through, you know, just like anybody, when you start a Kickstarter, when you're trying to get a story out there, you go through your artist. I knew what I wanted out of the characters. I had sketched them out as ugly as possible. And then I tried to relay to people, this is what I'm looking for. This is what the character should be and so on. And once I had kind of developed those, you know, little, uh, I guess, foundations to go with, um, I started finding for the right, yeah, I started searching for the right type of artist because I knew I wanted black and white. I'm a huge fan of Sin City. I'm a huge fan of art that looks gritty that has that super hard edge to it yes because i'm writing about trauma i'm writing about pain i'm writing about things that people don't you know don't get to see every day i mean i, I know you know crime podcasts and all that are all uh the big things but right. we don't get to see what actually has happened and sadly i a lot of what i've seen i you know just you know dead bodies this and that it, it's not fun but but it's reality and, and that's one of the things with this comic too it was is I want to bring forth this reality and she was able to really take these characters and transfer them into this visual medium that I wanted with with the you know the black white grayscale kind of tied into it and with just that primary color being red obviously to symbolize blood and then um you know then, then I found Kevin Keane I mean here, here's another artist out of Ireland and this is the uh variant cover he did for our first issue well, Kevin Keane, he's in Ireland and he works with Todd McFarlane. He's doing covers on Gunslinger Spawn. He's doing covers on King Spawn. And if you go to his page on Instagram, it's just all black and white. And they're just so gritty and there's so much depth to the way that he draws. And that's what I really wanted to bring across. Visually, I, I that, that's, that's one thing I tell people. I, I think this comic visually is as good as anything else you can get out there. It's it just two phenomenal artists. You remember back in the... Um early days of collecting it was a big black and white phase where everybody put mm -hmm. stuff in black and white just because they thought it would sell this yeah. comic book actually translate better as a black and white than i think it would as a full color comic i think it would actually lose a lot of its impact and oomph if you made it full color and that's very hard to do in a very technicolor world of comic books 
Yeah, it's tough. And, and I'm super happy to hear you say that because that's one of the things is that I've seen you know, everybody, you know, everybody's doing the, you know, Wolverine, black, white, and red and black, you know, Marvel's doing all these different black, white, and reds. And the black, white, and red that I had, like I said, that, that idea has been there percolating for you know, more than two years, but it truly is about the tone of the story. You that, use it effectively, story, not just as a gimmick. You know, you're right. Some of these other, you know, all these things, they come up more as a gimmick than as a way yeah. of enhancing the storytelling and actually making it part of the atmosphere and part of the story, almost like a sub-character. Yeah, and when I look at the, the situations that, you know, the protagonists and, well, both protagonists are put in and what's going on, to me, these are very much black and white, life and death type situ yes. situations. And yes, while there are a ton of complexities that are, you know, tied into that, it is, like, like we said, just a simple, you know, yes, no, black, white type of, uh, circumstance, and that's what I really wanted to tie in here. And, and it, it's 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 a tough way to draw too. And I, and I, you know, knock on wood, I've been extremely lucky to work with the artists that I've been able to bring on board because they have been able to just really bring they have knocked it out of the park. They, they really did knock it out of the park. How did you find these artists? I mean, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, Rod. It's like I met you and everybody. I. You know, for somebody who has worked in media and, and you know, who, who's done it the last 20 years, I am amazed by the Instagram comic book community and even on Twitter, too. But Instagram specifically, I mean, there is a community out there, especially an indie comic community where people just talk to each other. They support each other. And, you know, Kevin, I, I just started, you know, sending him messages saying, man, I love your art. Your art's insane. Same thing with Julia. Then we just started developing these relationships. We start talking and then it just you know, happened. Then you know, I was able to bring them on board. But Instagram has just been phenomenal for me. I've met so many great people, so many great supporters and so on in the Instagram comic book community, indie comic community. You know, earlier I asked you if she spoke English and that wasn't me being <laughs> dumb. I have actually a couple of creators. Um, one, his artist is Portuguese and does not speak English. And I had another one who's um, the writer and the artist is a Spanish and does not speak English either. And I always found it interesting how two diverse people oh, could yeah. actually create a comic <laughs> book. And I don't think I've had a, uh, an interview in the last week. I don't I cannot remember an American artist. They're from uh, Ireland, Portugal, Argentina, Italy. I mean, it's just amazing the amount of talent that creators can connect from all around the world to make some really unique, dynamic comics. Your pages here um, flow so nicely. The characters, the, the facial descriptions. Now, is there a lot of dialogue in this comic book? There, there is, and, and the dialogue will grow. I mean, I, again, it, it's all about setting a tone. I really wanted to set just like a vibe to what's going on there because this is a comic that is... It, it, you know, it's traumatic in a lot of ways. And, and, I, and I, I, I know I overuse that word, but I mean, that's, it's, that's the one word that really fits. I mean, it's solemn and you, and you go through it. So the first comment, yeah, it's 28 pages, but it's not a hard read. But it, and it's just because it's this experience, this person who's just been brought back and he's trying to figure out, you know, exactly what that purpose is now. The first chapter is called Purpose. Uh, second chapter, the Kickstarter that we have up right now uh, on, uh, well, on Kickstarter is called I Died in Del Rio. And now we get a little bit more of a backstory on him and the female protagonist who is Chi. Uh, so male protagonists are female uh, protagonists is Chi. The book is focused around the state of Texas, 
the border and just things that go on. Uh, there's a little bit of bilingual dialogue in the first one, not in the second one, but in the third one. And as we move forward, there will be bi bilingual dialogue and I will start inserting, you know, some translations in there. But that, that was one of the things too, is that I wanted to try to make this, you know, like, I'm trying to think of the word, I guess, linguistically dynamic as well. Like just bring in these different types of cultures. And, you know, you talked about artists. I That's the one thing I've been blown away by. When I was young, and I remember you had your artists, you know, you had, you know, you, you had Jim Lee, you had uh, uh, Ramita Jr., you, you know, you, you had certain people. Right. Now it's insane. Not only the amount of different countries that they all come from, but just the the, the diversity in their backgrounds and their gender. So many female artists out yes. there. And just, like, there's a guy who I talked to in Ghana. I mean, I'm talking to a guy in Ghana on Instagram about a comic that he's trying to put out. There was another guy that I interviewed today. One of his his partners, he's been working for years, is from Nigeria. It's crazy. It, it, it just it, it blows insane. my mind. I you yeah. know, and the art is just it's amazing art. I mean, all these people have such distinctive, unique styles that you, that are individualistic. You know, you can't say, "Oh, this is a a riff on this one," or "This looks like this person." No, all these people, even your project. I'm so mind blown by, wow, this is such a cool comic, which it's a cool concept. Um, and I like retribution. I'm like, I have to get you on here and help promote it. Cause it's again, it's so unique and so different. Um, thank so, you. Thank you. Ron. I really appreciate that feedback. No, you know, I, we were talking before that I, I do a lot of interviews and I just don't throw interviews up there just to throw interviews. I do things because I want to back these projects in my own way to help promote them because there is a golden age of comic books. And this is one of my mantras all the time. There's a golden age of comic books going on right now. Mm -hmm. That's better than the original golden age with so much distinct talent, genres, yeah. different types of everything. There's so much out there, but the problem is there's so much out there. It's hard for creators and publishers to stand out among the crowd. Yeah. And, and I, I really, and I really think there's an appetite for very unique comic books that are different and have a different message than the big two are always putting out these days. Yep. You know, it, it seems like a lot of the, and I don't like to talk down accounts on the big, biggest cheerleader, but I like comics where the story and the characters matter and things happen and they're not happening for a sales point. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think you, I mean, <laughs> And I'm like kissing butt here, massively impressed with what you grasped because that's been my experience since I came back. You know, when I left, Image had just started up, and you know, McFarland, Lee, and Liefeld, and all of them had, you know, and it was all about like there was, it was so hard to get in. And now I look at this indie community and I look at all these other smaller publishers and I see how much they've affected the big two, even to the point to where like the quality of paper, the quality of comics, yes. it's, it's a thicker cover, it's a thicker page. I mean, it's just, it's a better product. I mean, I, I, I support as many indie projects as I, as I can. And I buy these comics and I, and I'm always shocked by just how damn good the quality is and what you're receiving. And it's amazing. And, and it is tough because it's such a big industry right now and you can get lost, but the greatest part about it is just how diverse it is, the quality that's out there and the stories that are being told. I mean, that, that that's, that's the tough part too, is, you, know, you don't want to be a retread and it's so hard not to be because there's you know so many stories yes. have been told but it, it's just it, it's awesome to see how 
I guess, you know, how, how wide this bandwidth has become and the people that are inside of it and, the, and just like to so the work that's being created. And right now I, I've been very fortunate, very lucky that this book has been received extremely well. Uh, I, I've gotten great feedback. I've gotten feedback from, you know, all different types of people and uh, everything from working at Comic-Con and people walk by the booth and like, I always get that double look. And I love that because that means that the art is like grabbing them as they walk by the table. And that's usually how I get everybody in. It's not about like, hey, or how you doing? Or they recognize you from that crime scene that you reported on a couple of <laughs> weeks before. Yeah, that's a tough part. I'll be honest, Ronald. I get scared sometimes because I tell people I'm writing factual fiction. <laughs> I mean, a lot of yeah. this is what I've experienced, what I've seen, and, and what I know. And, and it's tough because whether it be things that I've seen in courtrooms, things that I've seen out in a live shot, things that I've seen just you know, through all the different types of experiences that I've had, these are things that I, I know about and I'm trying to present them in a fictional, you know, type of situation. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of factualities behind it. <laughs> um, before we wrap this up, is there anything you would like to add before, you know, we're done here? Well, I mean, obviously the big thing is we've got the Kickstarter going right now. And there'll be links. And- yep, there'll be links in the show notes and I'll be posting like crazy about it so yes uh, again chapter two i died in del rio i think we got about about 10 or 11 days left we're like 80 80 yes. so far so we're hoping to get that but i i think the biggest thing is for me I, I have loved this this you know this this new birth of mine you know later on in life and i i i just want to tell all the other people out there that have that have that dream or want to bring that story out just go with it go with it. I always tell people, be true to yourself as well. Be true. Don't sell anybody, just sell yourself. Because typically when we sell ourselves, that's the best story that we can give instead of trying to sell somebody else's story. Yes. Uh, but I, I, and just, you know, situations like this, like I love these podcasts. I love coming on, talking to people, especially people that just, I mean, just the knowledge of just what you were talking about, about what we have right now in this realm of the comic book industry, because I feel the same way. I think we are in a golden age. It's just crazy how how great this comic book industry is right now. Okay, Robert Garcia, again, Retribution is the Kickstarter. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to have you again for other topics. Good luck on your Kickstarter. Always free. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Ronald. Hey, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you. Courtrooms, things that I've seen out in a live shot, things that I've seen just you know, through all the different types of experiences that I've had, these are things that I, I know about and I'm trying to present them in a fictional, you know, type of situation. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of factualities behind it. <laughs> um, before we wrap this up, is there anything you would like to add before, you know, we're done here? Well, I mean, obviously the big thing is we've got the Kickstarter going right now. And there'll be links. And- yep, there'll be links in the show notes and I'll be posting like crazy about it so yes uh, again chapter two i died in del rio i think we got about about 10 or 11 days left we're like 80 80 yes. so far so we're hoping to get that but i i think the biggest thing is for me i have loved this this you know this this new birth of mine you know later on in life and i i i just want to tell all the other people out there that have that have that dream or want to bring that story out just go with it and go with it. I always tell people, be true to yourself as well. Be tr- Don't sell anybody, just sell yourself because typically when we sell ourselves, that's the best story that we can give instead of trying to sell somebody else's story. Yes. Uh, but I, I, and just, you know, situations like this, like I love these podcasts. I love coming on, talking to people, especially people that just, I mean, just the knowledge of just what you were talking about, about what we have right now in this realm of the comic book industry, because I feel the same way. I think we are in a golden age. It's just crazy how how great this comic book industry is right now. Okay, Robert Garcia, again, 
Retribution is the Kickstarter. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to have you again for other topics. Good luck on your Kickstarter. I'm always free. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ronald. Hey, thank you so Talk much for having me. No problem. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.